All right, we've got uh, State Representative Mike Marin with us this morning. Mike, how are you? Doing good. How are you guys this morning? No, we're Doing good. Well. Glad to have you with us. We're uh, sad about the Illini not making it any farther than they did in the uh, in the tournament. So we're trying to get over that. We've got a new uh, uh, women's basketball coach instituted now. What kinds of things do you see going on, Mike Marin? Well, you know, definitely I think everybody's upset about the Illini, a little disappointed. But, we're, you know, it was a, a good season, and yeah. uh, I'm sure they'll be back next year. So, uh, you know, we're in Springfield this week. Uh, things are starting to heat up. We got this week and then two full weeks uh, left until the end of session. And, and this is where things always kind of get interesting over in Springfield. So uh, I, I'd keep uh, your eyes and ears on the news uh, over here because uh, – I think this is this is when all the activity happens. Well, you know, uh, uh, he was uh, telling us yesterday over on the Senate side, he was telling us that none of the uh, governor's appointees had been uh, uh, selected yet. So they were actually all kind of ad hoc people. And I never stopped and thought about that before. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, that most of that work is handled on the Senate side, so mm-hmm. I, I, I was aware of that. I'm not really sure what the delay is, uh, but I know that was that was kind of first and foremost uh, on the Senate's mind yesterday, uh, having confirmation hearings. Which, yeah, we're getting close to the end of uh, the governor's. Uh, first term uh so <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah it's a little bit of an oddity i know covid has messed everything up but that's yeah. uh, that seems like it should have been a priority what do you see on the house side coming up well we're uh, uh this week uh, friday is our deadline to get senate bills uh through the house and so this week is gonna gonna tell a lot of the story we had a pretty active uh, session a few weeks ago uh, as we passed House bills out of the House. I don't think there was near as much legislation moved through the Senate, uh, but really uh, this week will tell the story how much uh, Senate legislation moves through House committees on how active the last two weeks are going to be. And like I mentioned before, I think the you know the, the main topic of discussion in these last few weeks is going to be the, the budget, which it always is uh, as we get down close to the end of session. Are there any real red flags on? Well, I'm still, that's kind of a loaded question. There's always red flags on the budget, aren't there, Mike? But, I mean, what kind of red flags are you seeing that you're going to have to encounter on the budget? Well, I, I think you're going to see a really lively discussion on the budget this year based around, uh, amazingly enough, and people, this is a hard sell. People don't believe this because the um, the state's been in such poor fiscal health for so long. Uh, we actually have, you know, pretty significant revenues out there, but that's mainly due to the situation in the economy with the the extreme inflation that everybody's seeing, uh, because the cost of goods and services uh, have increased so much. It's actually increased revenue to our treasury, and so I think, uh, in my opinion, what we need to do because this, uh, you know, is going to be uh, it's going to come to an end at some point, and when it does. Uh, we're probably going to see a pretty significant economic disruption. So my argument, and I think the argument of my colleagues on my side of the aisle, is going to be that, look, we need to take this as an opportunity to both uh, you know, give assistance to businesses and, and workers that were hurt because of the pandemic and then shore up our fiscal house, uh, fix some of the structural problems that we have 
before we spend any more money. I, I think the argument on the other side is going to be that this is a great opportunity to start new programs, et cetera. You know, we can have those debates in the future as to whether it's smart or not to fund those programs. But I, I think right now we need to take this opportunity and put the state in in a strong uh, footing as we go to the future. Un- unfortunately, I don't think that's the majority viewpoint uh, in either house of the legislature. Really? You don't think that <laughs> you don't think that the people of the great state of Illinois aren't going to spend as much as humanly possible? I can't believe that. I know that's shocking news, it right? Is. <laughs> it is. Because, you know, they were talking about, oh, we're talking about bankruptcy. It's going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. We need to have China come in and buy the state of Illinois. Whatever. <laughs> and, and then they're like, oh, we've got this windfall of cash that yeah. came from the U.S. government. Let's do something with it. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, back off a little yeah. bit. But you can call me uh, state representative obvious this morning. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's true what you're yeah, saying. Is. This is what any fiscally sound person would tell you. Mm-hmm. We need to hold back a little bit. And they're all going, oh, no, let's go ahead and spend it right now. Yeah. It's just the, crazy. The thing, that really, the thing that really worries me about this is, you know, you're seeing this historically high inflation. And this is not sustainable. It's got to come to an end at some point. And, and if we continue to spend more and more money, we're setting ourselves up for a disaster in the future. We really are. Yeah. Well, we thought that before, and then the feds came in and bailed us out. So, you know, we're <laughs> just hoping for another windfall. Yeah. It reminds me It reminds me of I was up in Alaska one time, and I stopped in this bar to ask for directions. And the bartender was standing there, and he had a cartoon up behind him that said, uh, please, God, give us another uh, oil pipeline. We promise not to blank this one away. And I just thought, <laughs> that's, wh- that's what we're doing here in the state of Illinois right now. We mm-hmm. got bailed out, but we're not smart enough to hang on to the money, it doesn't sound like. Well, that's uh, it's like an, an addict, uh, you know, flashing some cash <laughs> mm-hmm. in front of a politician. They yeah, that's right. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so it, with that, with all that said, then, Mike, I mean, what uh, what kind of things would uh, you like to see the money? You know, a couple of things you'd like to see the money go for specifically, you know, other than uh, programs and so forth. Well, you know, it, we're having some pretty strong discussions right now about uh, the deficit and the unemployment insurance trust fund. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's definitely a priority. We need to, to fix that problem. Uh, and then really, you know, I, I think uh, try to get our pension debt under control. Uh, you know, that right now the, the pension payment uh, makes up basically $10 billion of a four, $40 billion state budget. So if we can get that cash working for us and get that pension liability down, uh, it will both enable us to uh, meet our pension obligations to to the people that we promised these benefits to, uh, but then it could lower that, that payment towards more manageable. And then we can have the discussion on the that budget uh, area that's freed up. You know, are we going to uh, you know, give that money back to the taxpayer in refunds? Are we going to spend it on programs? Uh, but I think that would be the most fiscally responsible thing that we can do. Well, you know, we've been talking about Danville and taking down the tower and this and that. And now at this point, we had a story yesterday, mm-hmm. I think it was, that they were uh, forming a coalition to uh, 
you know, block stuff falling off that building from hitting other buildings and whatever, that was back in 2007. Mm-hmm. How much longer is this going to go Umber on? Tower, yeah. Tower, yeah. Well, I, I know there's there's no easy answers, and I, I know the mayor is is working hard to try to find resources to get that done. So, yeah, I I, I know that that is on his priority list. But yeah, it, it's got to happen, and it's got to happen soon because it's it, it is a a danger. It's a danger to downtown Danville. It's a danger to the cars that are uh, going by on Main Street and on Vermilion, and it's a it's a danger. It was such a danger for me. Uh, you know, our building was connected to that building when I was a county board chairman. We decided okay. to change locations. Yeah, it's that bad because you've got missiles dropping off that <laughs> building. It's just yeah. crazy. So we're going to have to take it down at some point. Yeah. So. Then last week, Mike, there uh, got we got some news or the week before. I think it was last week about the casino. It seems like it is coming to Danville. But how many more hoops is there to jump through for Danville to get that really to where they really know that it's coming? Well, so that was a huge hurdle that was cleared last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that was uh, preliminary approval from the gaming board. Basically, that means that the due diligence has been done, and this is a a reputable operator, and and now they can basically have a temporary license. And so that that was a a main hurdle. The the last thing that... uh, has to happen now is for uh, a, a permanent license uh, to be granted, which, you know, I think there's some bureaucratic uh, moves that have to happen and, and, you know, some some regulation approvals, et cetera. Uh, but really, that, that was a, a big, big step uh, last week. So I, I think now you're probably going to see, in short order, probably um, the temporary license granted and, and probably some sort of operation being set up. Uh, until we can get full approval. Did Terre Haute get theirs built yet, or are they still on that? Do you know? I I think they're still working on that. uh, But, you know, that's definitely a concern. And part of the problem with our delay is that we were ahead of Terre Haute, and then we're behind Terre Mm -hmm. Haute. And and so that's unfortunate because that is going to be a major competitor uh, for the Danville Casino. Yeah, no doubt. Have you heard any rumblings about daylight savings time? In Springfield, we're hearing it all over the place over here. (laughs) What is Congress doing? Have they lost their minds, or what's going to happen here? Well, there's always bills in the state legislature to address that and move us to daylight savings time permanently or take us permanently off daylight savings time. And, and yeah, especially this time of the year, I get a lot of constituents reaching out (laughs) urging me to support that. And, I, you know, certainly I would be in favor of that. And I... I don't know be, why that doesn't move because, uh, you know, I think you look at who sponsors that legislation and you have a, a, a tremendous number of people in the General Assembly that will sign on to that bill, I assume, because they're hearing from constituents like I am, uh, especially this time of the year as we're all struggling to deal with the effects of, <laughs> of daylight savings time. I know right. that my clock hasn't completely adjusted yet, but I – you know, I guess that's a decision uh, on the part of the legislative leaders, but I, that is a, a issue I think that has overwhelming support, and so I just—it's a head scratcher why they won't let us get that done. Well, my grandfather used to uh, uh, raise uh, cattle out on his farm, and he used to tell us all the time, "The cattle don't know the time changes." <laughs> so, <laughs> something to think about, I guess. All right, sir. Well, uh, Mike Marin, thanks for your time this morning. We sure appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you guys. All right. Take take care. care. We appreciate it.